You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. You're listening to Talk of the Bay on KUSP 88.9 FM. Support for KUSB is by Well Within Spa. Well Within offers massage therapy, face and body care, and private spa rooms overlooking a Japanese garden in downtown Santa Cruz. Information is available at 458-WELL and online at wellwithinuspa.com. KUSP co-sponsors the 2009 Kinetic Art Cruise and River Arts Festival. The Kinetic Art Cruise is a procession of art-powered vehicles that begins at 10 a.m. Sunday, May 17th at the Metro Bus Station parking lot and ends in the San Lorenzo Park at the River Arts Festival, filling San Lorenzo Park in Santa Cruz from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. May 16th and 17th, showcasing the work of over 100 artists. Additional information is available at riverartsfestival.com. With me now in the studio is Neil Coonerty. We're talking about the Redevelopment Agency in Santa Cruz, which has funds and is looking for ideas. Neil, tell us a little bit about um, the what is the Redevelopment Agency? Well, it's uh, it's uh, part of the county, and it sort of runs. There's a district that's been set up, and the idea is you invest additional funds into this district because there's, you know, it's got some blight, what they officially call blight. And this district sort of runs from the city of Santa Cruz boundary line, like at the harbor, to the boundary of Capitola. And so most of Live Oak is within this redevelopment district. And then once it jumps over the freeway, it runs all the way almost to Cabrillo College. So a tax increment has been set up where every year part of as as taxes go up in the redevelopment area, uh, that's sort of taken away uh, and held in this pool of money. The schools get their full funding. 25% of it goes to build affordable housing. The rest of it gets reinvested in that area. And that's what we're really talking about. Um, so like recently, there's been 8 to $10 million spent per year in the redevelopment area for everything from sidewalks to gutters to, uh, you know, the Simpkins swim uh, uh, pool area. So it's a way to improve that area. And what we're looking at is we're trying to look for ideas for the next five years on how the community wants to spend this money. I have to ask, is this responsible for 7th Street repaving? It is. All fact. hail. <laughs> I have well, to drive on 7th Street every time I come here, so thank you very much. It is. And in fact, uh, my district, uh, I, I have the third district, which is uh, on the County Board of Supervisors, runs from 7th Avenue and then north. So I take in the city of Santa Cruz and up along the north coast. John Leopold has from 7th Avenue 
to Capitola, and he he represents most of Live Oak. He was out of town today, so he asked me to come. But uh, but on my side of the street, they just did some sidewalk repair, and they paved the street. So sometimes it's very good, and particularly right now. I mean, government is so behind the eight ball when it comes to finances. However, the one golden little area is redevelopment. It's It was done a number of years ago. It's sort of ripe, and it's got plenty of funds. So it is the one area of government where we've got money, you know, and the, every place else we're cutting back and having these huge budget cuts. But redevelopment's going to be able to invest, and hopefully that'll help the local economy. It'll provide jobs as well as it, do improvements in the Live Oak area. And bring up the property values, no doubt. That's the idea is that you generally bring up the property values and then those increments get bigger. And, you know, it only lasts for a certain amount of while. I forget when the end of the redevelopment area is, but it's like till 2020 or 2025. But uh, as you create that those improvements and do something to improve the area, then you go ahead and um, you – and some of it's creating parks and that sort of thing. Then it – you know, it, you the property values go up, which feed the increment, which feeds redevelopment and, you know, helps improve it. So that's how the cycle is supposed to work. Well, talk a little bit about how zoning affects redevelopment because uh, zoning in Live Oak is – in this area is pretty complicated, isn't it? It is somewhat complicated, uh, you know, because, you know, there's commercial areas in Live Oak as well as, uh, you know, we have, well, the Dominican Hospital, that sort of sort of whole medical area is part of, you know, officially of the redevelopment area, if not Live Oak. Uh, although what we're mostly talking about is residential houses as the increments go up for that, although the commercials are al- already in there too, you know, and redevelopment has gone out and they've... Um, They've bought some property. The property on 7th and Bromer, uh, which is the Bromer leads down into the uh, Yacht Harbor, is really the entryway to the the upper harbor. Um, That is redevelopment area, and we'll be taking a look at that. It's sort of zoned to be park and visitor serving. So it may be the front part on 7th Avenue, which is sort of flat. That may become a park of some sort, whether it's playing fields or, or just a grass park. And behind it, close to the harbor, may be uh, uh, you know a small hotel or something that might serve visitor serving and serve the yacht harbor area. So those are the sort of decisions that you know we're really looking at. Well, um, this is really interesting. Um, there's a lot of extremely valuable land to to that you're talking about here. I mean. Real estate values may be down, but they ain't down that much in Santa Cruz. Um, <laughs> uh, could you talk about you know some of the battles are are, are there like you know predatory developers hovering over this like you know hungry vultures waiting to swoop down and put a forty five story skyscraper in there? Well, I think there's a lot of hungry developers right now because of the economy, but you know nobody can borrow money, and that's where redevelopment can sort of help. And if, mm, if redevelopment mm. requires land like they have at uh, Capitola Road and 17th. They've acquired some land there, too. Oh, good. Um, Then they really control how the process works. Um, You know, there's other areas where a developer might have land, like East Cliff uh, Shopping Center, which is sort of run down, but there's somebody that owns it uh, that wants to improve it, where redevelopment could help out, but then they get to take a look at the plants and see. And, you know, part of what redevelopment wants to do is reach out to the community, find out what they want in these places, um, you know, and so we're having a series of workshops. I think there's five workshops mm-hmm. to sort of bring the community out and say, you know, this is your area. This is really your money. So let's talk about the things that you value and what you want in this area. 
Well, I mean, some of these things you talk about, these examples, like the Simpkins Family uh, Swim Center is a really great place. I, I know that um, the uh, art the Arts uh, Commission held one of their celebrations there for, for Lori King. Talk about some of the diverse uses that these, re, these areas that uh, get the redevelopment funds can be used to. How can they help the community? Well, you know, I mean, if you take a look at, let's say, three different things that redevelopment's built in the Live Bulgaria, Simkin Swim Center is one of them, and they do have those community meeting rooms there, which often become a place where, you know, uh, when redevelopment's having something, they're, they're improving the Twin Lakes area. They have community meetings there. There's also the Anna Jean Cummings Park was part of redevelopment, and that's a park area that's you know that's very nice and heavily used by the community. And and when you have a large residential area, I mean Live Oak, if it was a city, would be the third largest city in Santa Cruz after Santa Cruz and Watsonville. It's got about 33,000 people in the redevelopment area. Uh, Live Oak Library is something that was built with redevelopment funds. So these improvements to the area. Are really significant, and you know they really bring up the quality of life. Wow, you mean a, a redevelopment funds built a whole library from the ground up? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's great. They can spend their money. There's certain things they can spend the money. On. Like I said, 25% go to affordable housing, economic development, and and capital projects. So they, so they can't spend money for the ongoing expenses of running a library, but they can spend money to build the building that the library is in. And so, uh, you know, we have to sort of be careful because state law sort of. Uh, gives us the ground rules, but there's still a lot that can be done. Could you talk about um, working out some the interplay between uh, establishing uh, essentially permanent places in the community that the community can use and how that has to be you know, negotiated with the city? We're going to give you this gift. It's kind of an, it reminds me a little bit of a way of, of, of Mad Magazine's Gifts for Finks. Here's this great thing, but it's going to cost you this much to use. Well, um I mean, you know, redevelopment ha- has been taking this and, uh, you know, it's really money that would have gone to the general fund, mm-hmm. which would benefit all the districts, of the whole county of Santa Cruz. Well, now it's being channeled into the Live Oak area, which is great. And so, but it's like every part of the county is contributing to sort of uh, mm-hmm. upgrading Live Oak. And, um, and you know, it's... You know, it's going to, I mean, because it raises property values and because it improves the area and it makes a better quality of life to live here, you know, when it comes out of the redevelopment time, it'll be an asset for the whole community. And then, you know, some ways down the road, 20 years down the road, that higher property value will go into the county. So it sort of works that way in a very, you know, uh, it's it's pretty clever the way it works and it's pretty helpful. Um, So... Uh, can I mention where the, when the workshops are? Oh, sure, yeah. Let's talk about the workshops. Yeah. There's, there's a series of uh, two, four, five of them, yes. Five of them, <laughs> yes. yeah. And there's, you know, the first one is uh, Thursday evening, May 21st at the uh, Elena Baskin Live Oak Senior Center on Capitola Road, and it's from 7 to 9. Then um, on the 27th, it's at the Congressional Church of Soquel Parish Hall from 7 to 9, too. That's Wednesday evening. Um, on the next day, on May 28th, it's back at Elena Baskin Live Oak Senior Center on Thursday evening. Uh, then we have two morning ones for people who can't make it in the evening. On May 30th, uh, Live Oak Elementary School gym uh, from 10 to noon. and on That's Thurs- a Saturday. That's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on Thursday morning, June 4th, uh, back at the Elena Baskin Live Oak Senior Center on Capitola Road from 10 to noon. They all will have translators there. And then two of them um, also have are 
at least one of them has daycare. The one on Saturday morning, May 30th, 10 to noon, has daycare. So, um, but that's the one where you, there'll be a presentation on uh, proposed ideas. Uh, it'll, it'll be primarily get the community to to react to those and to come up with other ideas and stuff. And then they're going to put them all together and then there'll be more community meetings down the road. But this is really to set out this five-year um, uh, implementation plan. And we need the community to speak up. We need to hear from the community what they want. And, uh, you know, again, like I said, you know, at a time when all these budgets are being cut, here's a chance. You know, the money is there. Let's figure out the best way to spend it. Let's find out what Live Oak wants, whether it's additional parks, whether it's uh, additional improvements on, you know, sidewalks and streets and that sort of thing, or, you know, whatever they might want. You know, that's the idea. Playing fields, we want to hear from them. This is a really incredible opportunity for the members of the community to participate and, and dictate how they're going to live. It, that's kind of unusual. Ha- has this happened before? Well, they've usually gone out on specific projects. Like right now they're doing an improvement from 5th Street to 9th Street on the Twin Lakes facade the, right by the beach there. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some upgrading and uh, pedestrian walkway, bike lanes that weren't there before. And right now sort of people sort of park on the beach and... There'll be designated parking so we don't spoil the sand and the beach. Um, And so we've had meetings for that specific project. This, because it's sort of a broader view of the whole thing, uh, of the whole redevelopment area and Live Oak as a whole, is sort of interesting in the fact that, you you know, it's it's the big picture. And so you get to come out and take a look at it and uh, hopefully participate and and say what they want here. And, you know, it's... um, you know, there's other parts of the county that would, you know, kill people to get this sort of stuff. Here it is for Live Oak, and Live Oak deserves it. I mean, it's coming out of their uh, tax increment, and so uh, they'll be able to, uh, to you know, take a look and see what, what the plans are and what other improvements are needed. Um, I'm looking here at some of the examples, and, and I'm just was kind of stunned here. First-time homebuyer loans. This is a really interesting uh, proposition. Uh so what we're saying is that you're going to have meetings where people can get up and say, yeah, I like the idea of, of providing first-time homebuyer loans. Mm-hmm. That's the part of the sort of affordable housing part. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, they take redevelopment money, and again, it's uh, 25%. I think we're mandated by uh, the state to put at least 20% in affordable housing, but Santa Cruz County decides they want more affordable housing, and so they've made it up to 25%. And they go out and find projects. They, lately, what they've done in Live Oak is they've gone into some of the um, the mobile home parks around mm-hmm. that have had their infrastructure you know, really uh, crumbling, and they need some help. And they've also provided... Uh, buyouts where people can, if they've got an old uh, manufactured home and they uh, it's sort of falling apart, that they can provide loans and, and money for people to buy out those and, and get a newer structure there. So they've done a lot for sort of, uh, you know, taking a look at, at areas and when you get a you get some sort of opportunity to buy something uh, that you can then make it affordable or at least part of it affordable, um, it's really helpful because, I mean, that's that's one of the real challenges in the Santa, Santa Cruz area is how to find housing that's reasonable. And Live Oak has always been a better place to find that sort of housing. But the affordable part of it, 
uh, you know, and it, it, people think affordable and they think, oh, that must be for homeless people and stuff. You know, it's really at the level of, you know, the nurses in the community, the firemen in the community, the teachers in the community. Those are the people that need help getting these affordable units so that we can keep them in this community and we aren't, you know, they aren't driving long distances to serve in our institutions that we need. And so the affordable housing, first-time uh home buyers, you know, there's a lot of help out there. And this is a way to find out about it if you go, come to some of these meetings. That's really great because uh, that's always a problem that the people who are most necessary to serve, you know, a city and a county, unfortunately, they have the hardest time affording it because the wages are so low. Yeah. And that's that's why these sort of programs are needed. And that's why it's so nice that, you know, years ago when they created this redevelopment area, they made it so large. And, you know, it's now throwing off a substantial amount of money that can be used for these specific things. So um, it's, you know, it's great. You know, there's, there's been an organizing committee that's been formed that has really been working since February to bring people out in the community, bring them to these meetings, make sure we get their input. Uh, those people have been working hard. Volunteers have been going door to door to try to inform people of the process and the workshop dates. Um, I know John Leopold, the uh, first district supervisor, has spoken at Live Oak and Soquel School open houses and and also had informational tables like at the farmer's market to let people know. Um, even representatives from uh, local youth organizations are reaching out to the youth in order to get them involved. And, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, they use things like the Simpkins Swim Center or the Energy and Cummings Park, and they, uh, you know, they should their voices should also be heard. Well, tell us, uh, let's say I'm an average citizen here in Live Oak and I have, you know, a brainstorm for how I want that field over there by Brahmer used. How do I get go about presenting uh, an idea at one of these uh, meetings? Well, it's interesting the way these meetings work. I mean, there'll be a lot of material around on the walls that you can, if you come a little bit early, walk around and see some of the projects either they've done or some of the projects that are on the drawing board. Um, and the, it's sort of like the Twin Lakes Beach area. That's that's come along a certain way, and people can take a look at that. Um, and then they sort of go through a process, and it's one of those things where, you know, they'll break it down into groups. Groups will brainstorm an idea, brainstorm an area, um, you know, or react to some of the plans of the presentations, and then it'll be brought back, and people sort of report. So, you know, you really, uh, the redevelopment, um, staff members are very skilled at sort of bringing people out and getting their ideas out. The other thing is you get to meet some of the people in the staff. You get to meet uh, John Leopold or I'll be at one of them. My staff is going to be at some of them. His staff will be at people. And you get to meet these people and interact with them and, you know, call them up later and have a meeting and go over. If you have a specific plan or something that you want to organize for, Live Oak neighbors will be involved in it. Um, you know, there's groups that'll come in and get involved, and you know, you can get involved through them too. So, it's a very interactive uh, idea, and it's very exciting. I mean, it's sort of like everybody becomes a town planner, and you start to think about what we want in Live Oak and and what can happen. And obviously, you know, like everything else, funds are limited. You can't do everything you want, but we can start to see what the community uh, values and what they really want us to see happen. This is an incredible, uh, mind-boggling uh, idea of like uh, 
democracy in action. I mean, we don't often get to see real democracy, you know, of the Athenian style. Everybody sit down and, and vote. Now, this isn't just representative. You're representing yourself at these democracies, at these meetings, aren't you? Yeah, and, you know, redevelopment's good at this, but, you know, a lot of the, uh, the sort of impetus for this comes out of uh, John Leopold, the new supervisor. Mm-hmm. Jan Butes, who was the previous supervisor, also was very involved in this sort of thing. But he has really seen this five-year implementation plan as a way to really get the community involved. And he and his office, since most of the redevelopments in his district, have really been working hard to bring people out. And, you know, he just came off a campaign. He won his uh, seat in November. So he's used to going door to door and he sees a value in sort of informing everybody and you know he's sort of still in that campaign mode so he just translated immediately his campaign into let's see how we can get the most people out for these meetings and and get people hear their voices and you know from a broad selection of neighborhoods and everything else Live Oak is a fascinating area um you know as much as I'm on the board of supervisors and I represent sort of the north county when we go, when uh, all the supervisors serve as the commissioners for the uh, for the uh, redevelopment area, I put on my hat, and then this whole area is also my district because I'm making decisions for the redevelopment area, and uh, and you know each one of the other supervisors, Mark Stone from San Lorenzo Valley, and Ellen Peary from Aptos, and Tony Campus from uh, the Watsonville area, and then John Leopold in Live Oak, and myself in Santa Cruz in the North Coast, you know we. We need to hear these things because, you know, we're a little more distant. John really is very familiar with this area, but um, this will be great. It really is democracy, and it really is sort of, you know, everybody participating in town planning, you know, so. Now, let me read through these workshop schedules again in case our listeners didn't hear it. The first one is Thursday, May 21st from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Elena Baskin Live Oak Senior Center. That's on 1777 Capitola Road. The second one is Wednesday, May 27th. That's from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Congregational Church of Soquel Parish Hall, 4951 Soquel Drive. The third one is Thursday, May 28th. That's from 7 to 9 p.m. back at the Elena Baskin Live Oak Senior Center on 1777 Capitola Road. The fourth one is Saturday, May 30th. That's from 10 to noon. That's at Live Oak Elementary School Gym on 1916 Capitola Road. And there you'll be able to bring your kids and have daycare provided. And then finally, it's going to there's going to be one Thursday, June 4th, from 10 to noon, again at the Elena Baskin at Live Oak Senior Center. Neil, how... Where else can we find information about this? Um, well, you know, there's going to there's gonna be a mailer, uh, both in English and Spanish, that will be mailed to every uh, resident in the project area. And then there's a website that people can go to, and it's www.buildastrongersoquelandliveoak. All one word, buildastrongersoquelandliveoak.com. And that will uh, tell you. I think if you go to the redevelopment website, redevelopment for the Santa Cruz County, um, they they also have a link to this area, and this will sort of tell you about this project. But uh, every resident, and, and you don't have to be an owner of property to come to this. People who rent in, in the redevelopment area in Live Oak are also invited, and wa- we want to hear their voices too. Um, so, you know, and there are translators. So whether you're English speaking or Spanish speaking, come and you know we'll make sure that you're participating and and part of this whole project. But the mailing will be coming to every uh, household resident in the project area, which will be great, and hopefully people will respond. 
Now, they can also call the redevelopment agency at 454-2280 and talk to find out more information as right. well. Now, give me an idea of what kind of uh, what other kind of projects that might somebody might somebody uh, propose? I mean, fire hydrants or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about fire hydrants, but uh, but you know, it's it typically you know street lighting, street lighting. Um, like I said, storm drains to sidewalks to gutters, wow, to community buildings, to additional parks or improvements within parks. Um, so it's all those things that'll, you know, that, you know, and. and you know, it's sometimes like the one that I'm most familiar with is this Twin Lakes project. And, you know, again, we sort of, you know, when you curve around, when you're at the crow's nest, and you curve around that area, um, the improvements really are going to be, you know, great. There'll be more designated parking. A pedestrian area right now, people are sort of walking in the street. Yeah, no, it's dangerous to drive there and kind of uh, scary. Yeah, and bicyclists have a hard time. Oh, sure. Um, and so all that sort of stuff, uh, you know, and we had community meetings and people sort of laid out what they wanted. And they didn't want a very fancy thing. They wanted it sort of low-key. They wanted it to blend in with the existing landscape. So all those things have, have sort of led the way for us to know what residents want there. And, um, and that's the way this works is really... We want to hear from residents really what their values are, what they want, and then incorporate that. And by the way, all these five workshops are sort of the same thing over and over again. You don't have to come to all five. You just have to pick one that works for you and come to it and have input there. You're welcome at all of them, but they're all going to cover the same ground, the same territory, and go through the process. Um, You don't have to sort of commit to all five of them. You just pick the one that's most convenient for you and make sure you show up and and walk through the process. And you could show up at the first one if you had a kind of an inkling of something you wanted to do, get an idea of how to present your thing and show up at a later one with your idea more fully formed too. Exactly. Or if you have something particular that you want to have the most people here, you can come to all five and make sure that it's part of all five discussion and wow, that's a great idea. Yeah, and you get other people excited and stuff. So it it'll be great, um, you know. And uh, hopefully, I you know I, I really believe you know we'll have a great turnout. Uh, some of the things when you particularly when you go door to door, people want to come and hear what's happening in their neighborhood. and They want to have some input, and so I'm looking forward to having very busy meetings and having a lot of voices heard, which will help. You know, it's the way you create integrity in these projects. You can't have sort of a top-down. You really need a uh, grassroots up, and that's what this is particularly aimed at. And, and Santa Cruz is, uh, is uh, responsive to these sorts of pleas, too. We, Santa Cruz, The Santa Cruz residents, people in Live Oak, are not uh, wilting lilies, are they? No. Uh, you know, Santa Cruz <laughs> tends to have very strong opinions, and uh, they're not shy about, uh, about offering up their opinions, which is great, actually. Uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, it, uh, they, they let us know a little too forcefully, but uh, most of the time, you know, it's just wonderful to hear these things because, you know, we don't want to work in a vacuum. We don't want to get out of touch. We really need to have direction in these sorts of things. You know, everybody can come up with some grand plan when they're sort of doing town planning, but um, it's not the best way to do it. You really need, if it's going to work, if it's going to be human scale, if it's going to be the type of thing where people take ownership of public property, um, you need to have the public involved. We've been speaking with Neil Coonerty about the Redevelopment Agency's project for Soquel and Live Oak. Um, you can. There are five meetings from 
on Thursday, May 21st from 7 to 9 at Elena Baskin Center. Wednesday, May 27th at the Congregational Church of uh, Soquel and Parish Hall, 7 to 9 p.m. Thursday, May 28th, uh, 7 to 9, back at the Elena Baskin Center. Saturday, May 30th, Live Oak Elementary School Gym, 10 to noon with daycare. And Thursday, June 4th, 10 to noon, Elena Baskin Live Oak Senior Center. These are places for your opportunity to participate in the redevelopment project. And you can also go to the website, which is... Build a stronger SoCal and Live Oak, all spelled out. Um, dot com. Build a stronger SoCal and Live Oak. That'll tell you everything you need to know, and uh, and it hopefully everybody will come. Thank you for joining me, Neil. Well, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.